変身
that kind of story reminded me of what's the movie called with Dave Chappelle? Uh, half baked. Mm, yeah, that's one of those like half baked stories. Now, like that was like when it's like a little bit illegal and like only cooler people are doing it or making jokes about it. That's when like it was like top tier. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good movie. Uh, but no, um, I have something that like feels like a good thing to watch Dome, but um, you uh, watched everything everywhere all at once. Yes. And what's that about? I, I have no clue what it's about. <clears throat> so I believe I saw this trailer. Damn, I think I saw this trailer during the Spider-Man movie. It was it was some movie, but that doesn't regardless. But I remember uh, sitting in a the theater. Uh, this trailer popped up. And it was talking about, you know, the multiverse and stuff like this, stuff like that. And I thought it was like another, you know, like Marvel MCU movie, but uh, Michelle Yeoh was in it. Okay. And then I saw Jamie Lee Curtis in it. And I'm like, so this, this, this is, <laughs> this is, this is going to be wild. But uh, it's pretty much a, a multiverse movie made by A24. Are you familiar with their work? Yeah. I tend to like their work. Like most yeah. Of the time, so, so I'm like, okay, this is a little bit different. And then, uh, you know, I watched the trailer. I um, enjoyed it. I think I watched it one more time to show my fiance what we were going to go see. And then she liked it. But other than that, um, I went into it blind and I came out like leaking it with tears, laughing, fucking. I had a blast watching this movie. And this is one of those movies when, you know, like people like say like people aren't being like super creative anymore. Uh, it's kind of like rinse and repeat. And I know like a multiverse type movie isn't super original, but the way they did it, the way this was thought out, the cinematography, a lot of the emotional beats that it hit was so unique and original. It, it really, really should finish the year, at least in the top five of the year. But right now, it's my favorite movie of the year. Oh, okay. um, Has some really cool fight scenes in it. Uh, it has some really cool, you know, uh, emotional moments. Uh, and it's pretty much about, you know, a lady... Uh, she's living like you know a normal life not really happy about where it's going and then uh, she meets uh, you know uh, somebody from another dimension that kind of takes over her husband's body but it's not her husband because this is like a different dimension so it's pretty much like they can tap into like different dimensions by this like machine that they built in the future uh, to inherit the body wherever they need to go so it's a different take kind of like a you know like a body swap type thing but uh pretty much you know the whole premise of the story is her trying to navigate um you know like why she chose this route you know like the whole saying like oh if i drink orange juice uh versus the milk how my, how will my my day go you know it's like so simple butterfly effects that happen that she one lifetime she's an actor one she's this okay. one thing she's this and pretty much you know like she's just uh you know like kind of dwelling like her past mistakes and where it was turned out and it's an overall really really touching movie to be honest okay yeah because i really um saw hype for it but just like never pursued it like further but it sounds like a really like interesting movie and like the cast is like wild yeah then uh the husband uh i just found this out was the guy from uh indiana jones the asian kid Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's back. He did an amazing job. His performances were pretty cool. And it's also cool because these characters in this film get to play like different characters. You know, we see Jamie Lee Curtis as like th- three different, you know, uh, in uh, three different uh, 
phases of her dimensional, you know, uh, mm-hmm. person. The husband takes on like a few different personalities. The daughter, Michelle Yo. So it's really cool. I I really enjoyed it. I haven't thought about the guy uh, from Indiana Jones, and like apparently, like he like left acting for 20 years he was like yeah it's like two races then like the last time i thought of him was there was a scene in like one of the rush hour movies where like they stop being partners and like is it chris tucker is at a restaurant and sees short round and he was like ah and it's like one of the most <laughs> uh yeah maybe that dude was right because it's been like maybe the past like three or four years where like there's really been a lot of better roles for like a lot of Asian actors and like stuff. So yeah, and this movie is like full with a lot of like Asian representation. Um, ever since you know Crazy Rich Asians and mm. you know Parasite, um, they've been being able to you know share their stories and their voices, and um, they're doing a really good job with the work they're putting out. And I was listening to a pod about this film, and <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funny, but the Russo brothers are involved with this, so it kind of makes sense why it's a multiverse type thing. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, that sounds really like cool. Like I have to check it out. Thing that sounds like a way different movie. Like I kind of thought it was gonna be like that uh, Jet Li movie, the one from like back in the day. <laughs> I mean, certain parts it could be like that, to be honest. But uh, um, I really enjoyed it. And just go into a blind. Like if you haven't even seen the trailer yet, just 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 don't just go into it completely blind and just have fun. Oh hi, yeah. Um. Uh... That is a ring endorsement. Um, but one thing that like I've been watching a lot lately that is a really quick uh, recommendation is um, have you heard of of the anime Yawamushi Petal or no? No, I never heard of that one. So I heard of it because um, a bunch of people were talking about like their favorite like animes, their favorite heroes in animes, and like it was like pretty. St- standard stuff it was like oh like vegeta this kind of stuff it was like oh like who's the greatest villain like anime it's like oh it's like this one dude from like jojo's and that kind of stuff it's like pretty normal list then like one name that stuck out was the villain of this show and i was like okay so i'll check this show out if like this person's like saying like the best villain in anime is of this show so it's a uh sports anime about a kid who like bikes to school every day and then like gets caught up in like the school bicycle racing club okay and it does that sports anime thing which is very funny where like it's about like high school sports but like people have like nicknames like ah the winding bullet snake of down the road and then like all this stuff you know <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but it's really good so far like i'm surprised by how compelling it is for like a show about an anime fan who like can't start the anime club and keeps getting challenged by people to like bike races. Uh, it's like really endearing, like a great cast. It's like a very watchable show. And like, I'm kind of waiting like, yes, but where's this greatest villain in anime going to come up? <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good. Like without all that, but it's very surprising. Yeah. I remember seeing, I, I pulled it up on my computer. I remember seeing this when it dropped. Uh, I, think, I think it came out, it says 2015. I do remember seeing this. Uh, being on Crunchyroll, and uh, yeah, I'm have to check this out. Um, I'm not like a big sports uh anime watcher, but I do yeah. watch sports anime, like uh, like Haiku, Kuruko's Basketball, uh, Blue Locks dropping this year. I'll be watching that, so I definitely have to add this to my watch list. The one other sports anime that like I really liked was um Hajime no Ippo. 
that is a great yeah, series. Yeah, I look. keep hearing recommendations for that too. Also, uh, I guess Baki would be considered sports, um, but it's kind of like fighting shonen, I guess. I don't know. It's weird because it's like so violent and there's all this like stuff of like, oh, we're real humans. Also, I just took a shotgun to the mouth, but it was to the side, <laughs> so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it's, kind of stuff it is? Okay. Yeah. Um, I liked Senrin Kagura, which is also like Baki, but it's like the main character is like this... 56 year old like salary man <laughs> like it's like his relationship to the fighters mostly and it's like a very weird show compared to like a lot of other like let's just do like a massive like kumite tournament shows so mm-hmm. yeah and uh what are you watching yo wa mushu mushi pedal oh <laughs> uh, yeah where are you watching it at that's on netflix i think the first two seasons there's three seasons of movie and like an ongoing manga okay I'll check it out. But that spread is pretty good this week. Um, like, And also, our spread of shows this week is kind of wild because um, this is a 27 and 28 of both Children, Sentai, Jetman, and Con Murder Build. And this was a week. <laughs> yeah, lots, lots to talk about. Uh, let's start with uh, Jetman 27, The Great Escape from Hell. <laughs> I love that we started the show with Jetman. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Uh, so like a lot of times, like in sports, when you're going to jump, you like run up to it and make sure like you get like as much distance as you can. Jetman is all vertical leaps. Jetman is constantly just like doing <laughs> stuff out of nowhere. <laughs> like you could never like, what's the, what's the trend going on? Let them know what you're thinking type thing. Yeah. <laughs> this, this shows the epitome of that that trend right now like you never can guess what's going to happen in the next episode because <laughs> like this starts we see that Akko's on her bike and then like this like super scuff like pickup truck with a hearse on the back of it shows up <laughs> <laughs> and, and their team finds her dead with no wounds <laughs> and they're just like she's dead I'm like what that's how we starting to show off crazy uh, and like what's wild to me is that like the commander's like Maybe it's a different kind of life form. <laughs> just like, okay, you're good at your job. You're very good at your job. <laughs> uh, what do you think when we saw, like, when we saw Rad the first time in this episode? I'm, like, becoming, slowly becoming a Rad fan, man. Like, I just love his episodes. Like, he always brings it. Like, he, he's so dedicated to, you know, being the, the, the destroyer of Earth. You know what I mean? So... I was like, hey, Rad has this one. What is he going to be up to? He's getting roasted by the squad. How will he redeem himself? And came out to be one of the one of the few uh, one of the best episodes. He was so lame forever. Then like he goes through one crisis and he's the coolest dude. Yeah, he's. I mean, like we're gonna have to take a segment at the end of the, one of these pods and do a, a viral ranking. <laughs> oh, we should do that. Yeah. We gotta do a rankings for the for for uh power power rankings for Viral. He's flying in the air, like light of the feathers to his board, doing like hand seals and like mumbling. <laughs> and like everyone's super curious, like, what are you doing? He's like, ah, oh, like I'm doing something for the jet man. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just coming up with anything to get an edge over the competition. Like, shout out to, shout out to Rad for real, man. Yeah, uh and a summoning? I didn't exceed that coming. <laughs> just out of nowhere um and like the rest of the team gets grabbed besides um Kaori and like ryu and then like 
a monk shows up to save Ryu after he gets pulled partially into the hearse. <laughs> where did it, where did this monk come from? Did it's got a monk on speed dial? Like, yo, uh, we got a summoning situation. Can you come in and save today? They showed the commander like going to find was just like she just knew there was like a local monk who was good <laughs> at his job. <laughs> and this is like a oh, the old monsters are back from the dead episode but also there's like these like generic like wolfman and dracula monsters in like hell setting like drinking weird water and they look terrifying yeah this is like a horror episode we haven't had one since the uh the bus trip so it was cool to see you know the old dimensions we saw ramen in there blood diamond faucet yeah all the gang and then plus we got some new some new creatures too so so much fun this super feels like um how there's like an episode of like the simpsons or something that like as a kid you remember being so scared of and like oh it's the scariest thing ever and then like like 20 years later like you can watch it <laughs> it's fine but like, this is like such a made to scare kids and like scarred for life episode yeah the, like once again the practical effects come through and, like sweating and floating and like in hell and fighting all those people and then like like the whole thing of like keeping up with, like a phoenix that transforms it's a miracle just this is a um including they summoned their mechs in hell and then what that tripped me out possessed that part i'm like what how did the mechs get here <laughs> you gotta believe yeah like they they went through i guess a dimensional portal or something but hey that's cool then they fought each other yeah the fight was really cool it was like oh like four on two it was like oh no you're possessed then oh no we're super four just <laughs> this is like a one-off episode that's just like kind of perfect Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end they play rock paper scissors leapfrog. Yeah, they're having fun. <laughs> this leads to twenty-eight, the original dimensional beast, which could not be uh more of a different, but also completely awesome. Just whiplash oh of an God. episode. I'm glad you loved it too. This might be my favorite episode, to be honest. This is like fifteen years where like every anime was doing a like parody of like tropes like this is perfect. I just loved how this dimension had a personality, you know, like instead of mindlessly doing what Viram says, he's just like, yo, y'all moved on to, you know, the biodimensional dimensions or whatever. Like, what about me? I'm the original dimensional beast. God damn it. And like, he's trying to get some respect from, from Tran and the rest of the Viram. Like it was, it was great. I love the way that like, he lets them know to meet him there. They <laughs> evacuate the area and then you're just like, oh, like you're like a normal dimensional beast. What are you doing? Try to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> then he had like a squad and I just got back into baseball too. So that's, that was fun to see like they're on a fight on the baseball field. And like, honestly, like the slightly motivated, um, they're called Gridium like moves. Yeah, are- they've had a personality this time. Like they never talked before. <laughs> They were funny as hell. They were like taking their clothes off, like, oh, like, forget you and all this stuff, just and kick it ass. Uh, but the first fight, like, they're about to win, but then, like, an old lady shows up and he, like, helps her not lose her eggs when her, like, cart goes down, like, the <laughs> steps. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Then, like, a, like, puppy later, he's like, oh, no, this puppy's here. But, like, the their second plan is wild because, like, they like grab them and like the mooks turn into like shackles. Then he's like 
burning them and their suits are burning and there's ash behind them like a atomic bomb. Yeah, he he could have probably ended the the Jetman by himself if he he wasn't so nice of a guy. That's where he dreams that he turns giant and beats them and <laughs> becomes the commander of Viro. That's funny because I honestly thought that was that was happening. Then he woke up. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and like his last plan to like drown some local schoolgirls, <laughs> he like throws them in like foot deep water and then like <laughs> dries their hair. They're like, oh, it looks so nice. Thank you. This is perfect. You know, I can't help it. If I see wet hair, I just have to dry it. <laughs> just absolute. <laughs> what do you think of um his ending though? Like. Were you expecting that or no? No, I was trying to figure out like, was he going to like get killed off? Um, and then like, we never see him again, but for him to get a job as a hairstylist at a beauty salon, I couldn't think of a better ending for that. Cause like they're eating like their summer watermelon and like, they're like every anime has like that one episode or like, like the art of like oh it's like a big summer festival and he's like at this barber shop and the barber is just like oh you have three years combing experience it's like eight years cutting experience he's like oh this is great <laughs> yeah that was a good ending now this show is great like just could we even make a list of the top five episodes of this show I don't know it had to be so tough that'd be so tough but there's definitely a lot of candidates for a top five for sure um but uh, one random thing that happened in this episode that I, that would be weird if it's going to continue to be a trend is the constantly sexual abuse of Akko. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, yeah. She's just getting touched all over the place. <laughs> no, yeah. For a minute, I was like, oh, at least like she's not part of the love triangles. But I guess like getting perved on is just like her thing now. Maybe it'd be more fun if she was underage. But I'm just like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah that's one of those like cultural <laughs> jokes it's like oh yeah like Bulba in her panties and oh like Akko yeah. it's like oh yeah she's like 15 isn't this great <laughs> like, no dude I'm sorry I love the baseball stuff great monster stop with the underage shushing <laughs> yeah still a great episode overall can't, can't knock it for that one moment but very great if we had to do power rankings on the four of Irem, who's number four Number four, bottom of the list. Uh, mm. I would have to say uh, Maria. Okay. Uh, she's like my least favorite uh, member of Viram. Uh, off the dome, I'll have to go Tran, Rad, and Gray. This is tough. This is tough. But Rad's working its way up. I need, I, need a, I need another solid Gray episode. And even though it was kind of compelling and interesting, the love interest between him and Maria is kind of kind of slowing him down. Mm-hmm. It's kind of slowing him yeah. down. It's probably the problem with Tran versus Maria is that Tran is a kid in a VR headset, so he always kind of like wins once you remember that. Uh, but yeah, like I'd probably like take that same list, but I'd probably put Rad above Gray right now because Rad's just what's wild. What he's doing, like we still don't know if his like sick girlfriend is dead or not. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, he does. He does deserve the number one spot. I'm just. I guess I was being a little bit biased, just from the Merlot and the and the whiskey and the cigars. But no, yeah, Gray has higher highs. You're right. <laughs> it's hard. We just haven't seen those moments as frequently as we should, and it's probably a good thing. So when we do see him, we're like, oh, rats. I mean, uh, Gray's being Gray again. But yeah, the love interest thing kind of kind of slowing slowing him down. 
it's a two person race right now, but like we'll see as it like yeah. gets further in. And I, and I don't see what Maria can do to surpass Tran, at, even at number three. She's definitely not touching top two. No, because you know it's all going to be like love interest stuff. And like, oh, am I human? Am I not? You know. I would even put the the soldiers above Maria. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. Like they had a great showing. Like, like how mad they were about stuff and just like leaving. Yeah, like they're like in a union. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? That would be a great show, actually. <laughs> Real like one punch man vibes like this time, honestly. Mm-hmm. But um let's talk about our second show though, Comrade Build. Um 27, like a uh, 28, uh the counterattack hero and the genius rise of a tank. And yeah, uh what <laughs> this first episode's weird. <laughs> yeah, and this is one of the problems with Build. Their episodes kind of blend t- together. It just mm-hmm. feels like a two-hour-long episode. Yeah. And then it just kind of ends into another arc. <laughs> um, and for some people, that may not be an issue. But for me, like when I can't really distinguish between which episode is which, then something's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it has like that like problem, too. Where, like A lot of fights will happen without conclusions or like weird conclusions. And like here's like these past th- three episodes were like a Pokemon battle that was like in the same place with like a lot of the same people that didn't help either. But yeah, um, here we see Hellbros are so strong that uh, that Nanba doesn't want people knowing because it'll impact sales, and then they need to cheat to beat like Banjo, <laughs> which felt kind of lame. But how how did you feel about the reveal that he was lying, the bro? I saw that coming. Yeah, just that seems like what they would do. Prefer to just like win fair and square because I'm sure like they're not getting like another upgrade, you know? I was seeing some talks about um, it's not even I don't even know if it's a spoiler or not. I doubt it because uh, I saw the date that came out and people were like saying like maybe this was set up um, for like bad karma towards the bros in the future. Like just joking about that. No, that makes sense because um, it's the only other orphan we see is like a sympathetic characters so it's like hey like making sure like we know they're not maybe yeah and Namba, nanba made it pretty clear about how disp- dispensable these children are so we'll see i guess it must be like an old person trait in japanese media that like i'm only catching on to now because of like these two reference points but like um nanba is eating the fish pastries from my hero academia <laughs> Have you ever had one of those? I know I haven't. Are they good? Oh my god, amazing! Okay, yeah, they're pretty good. It's like breaded, and it's like salmon inside. Ooh, that sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I saw one in Seattle, and I was wondering, uh, like, what was the what the hype was about, and then I tried it, and I'm like, oh, this is fire. So, <laughs> oh yeah, like I um like takoyaki and stuff but like i haven't like tried those like i really need to like have more street food in my life because i love food from a cart like more than like most of the kind of food like no matter what it is i'm just like yeah this is great yeah that's probably the best thing working for him right now is that he's a foodie i'm like okay yeah (laughs) not really into him but great great takes on food (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) we see some more like 
background double cross stuff like oh like where's like Kazumi going and like it's like oh like what was Sawa doing and like the fight starts with like debate between Sento and Hiromu and like I think they do like a good job representing the pragmatists here like he comes off pretty well as far as like what he wants to do and why like he changes character like it works pretty well for me yeah and it's so wild that I mean the fight scenes are great don't get me wrong but what's happening behind the scenes is kind of more impelling as was what's happening on the, the battlefield <laughs> yeah no like he really could have been just a wet fart of a character like I need to do stuff but he makes a lot of sense like hey on th- this scale stuff needs to happen I'm going to make sure it happens. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But we get a new form and like a new song after uh, the like first part of the fight. And what do you think of this first new form? Uh, it works. Um, I do like yeah. the thing they call it a, like a up. For, I, forget, I forget the term they use for it. It's like not an upgrade, but it's like something that they said. Um, like but, a side grade or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go with that. Like a side grade. Because it's not really like a, a different form. It's just different different attachments but uh it works i like it and yeah it's like a f- it's like called like rabbit rabbit form it's all red and so it's split it's fast and it has springy legs and it's able to push back rogue but the fight's not over because the data comes in and that's how we know there's another episode here so there's like one long running like one but <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i liked in the next episode, like how the fight continued by like Bill getting countered, it did seem like maybe just one bottle shouldn't counter him that bad. But then, though, we find out that um, what Thaw was doing is for Nabashiba's family, you know, throw Nabashiba. He's still irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Or still relevant. That's crazy. When, when did we meet him? Like episode three? Yeah. Like super early of the show. Like he might have been like the first name smash or something wild mm-hmm. but yeah um they will be killed which is why Sawa is doing this okay <laughs> the family gets saved in the middle of the episode um <laughs> and they fight all night till dawn it looks like which is cool uh but they talk about worldviews and then that's when it's safe and the family's safe and we see tank tank form um and i think take tank four is fine i like the dual gimmick it's fun it's strong form power form yeah um like you said nothing really too special about it i do like that he can you know do doubles of different bottles versus just rabbit rabbit and uh we'll probably see other forms in the future yeah no this is definitely like the start of something um i like Tessanto was saying like he believed in love and peace but he knew it wasn't an easy thing and like he needed to like get people on board like for like this kind of protagonist it was like a pretty realistic like assessment of like the issues with his like worldview i was like okay yeah you got this yeah i would say one of the the, the biggest pauses of this like two episode uh little mini arc uh for me personally was finally getting the whole conflict between katsurugi and sento um, for me, I was kind of struggling, struggling with why does he just go by Katsurugi now? Or like, why is he still calling himself Sento when he's knowing he's not Sento? But at the end of the day, he really is Sento now. Um, he, those memories are just like suppressed, uh, 
memories and uh that's just me kind of not really understanding like a you know like a I forget the proper way to say it but like a personality disorder yeah it's I'm wondering if we're gonna see at some point like the Katsurugi is still in there or something or if it's just like complete like blank slate like he's just like a tabula rasa character but maybe yeah cause the moment when uh Kazumi and uh Banjo was pretty much talking about what are you fighting for? What's your purpose? And he's just like to save families and all this stuff like that. Then Banjo is pretty much like saying the same thing, but he is kind of putting around, you know, doing it for Sinto. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, like, because he's taking on all this guilt for something that he doesn't even remember doing, you know, so. So I was like, I was like, okay, so he is Sinto. That was a great way to, for the writers to pretty much say that address that for the fans like he's no longer Katsurugi but he's still paying for the mistakes of Katsurugi I like too how um, they try and say it also Seto and Banjo aren't gay for each other but that didn't <laughs> stop the fans they still believe that stuff yeah forever. just me like looking through stuff for the for the pod I did see that that was a big thing whenever this show aired um, I'm pretty sure you remember it's either episode one or two when uh, Sento was saving uh, Ryuga uh, and they like escaped on the motorcycle. Oh, okay, I know you're going to go for And they're like, <laughs> they're like trying to ship him from that motorcycle ride. Like, oh, the first co- gay common rider uh, and shit like that. And like small yeah. comments. <laughs> I'll be honest, not the first. People are saying, like people back in the day for like the original were like, Man, these two bros that hang out all the time. There's multiple pairings of two bros just hang out all the time and like fight shocker. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. Uh heavy shit vibes, but I think they've made all the core cast actually compelling in ways that we really didn't think like six episodes they would be, though. Yeah. Um the development of Missouri is pretty solid now. She's went from being stuck in a lab to now she's out and smacking Sawa in public for, you know, betraying them. And then Sawa's, I guess she's still trying to shake off that, that debt she owed to the Namba uh, Academy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess she's officially not in it anymore because she was saying something about she was supposed to kill herself and then she didn't do it. So she went off off the mission so as of right now if like Namba wanting to kill her she's like tolerable compared to before like I still don't know if she ever becomes like a standout in the cast she's just like yeah. she's barely been there how you feel about getting Toko's development I feel like we were getting somewhere and then we just took like five steps back you mean the scene of his dad and stuff yeah you know like just him pretty much like how he deb- uh, debuted in his new suit his his uh, new origin story, how he became this new writer, and then now he's just completely defeated. And like, I feel like he's back to where he st- was at a couple of episodes ago. You know, it's just like, I don't know. It's like a yeah. lot of up and down with him. I'm wondering if maybe like he's still just a threat unless you have like the right combination, or he's like kind of like chaos combination. Like it's like oh, like he can only get beaten by Sento in like certain like situations. I wonder if it's like he's just like a third party thread or he just like maybe he keeps getting upgrades I don't know yeah I'm not sure what the future holds for him but it's just a lot of up and down I thought we were getting somewhere and uh, Saito loses so 
<laughs> Can we talk about that though? Because like, so Saito took over bloodlessly Hakodo and got all of their army and resources, and then they agreed to this duel that would <laughs> have no war, single combat. At the end, though, like when Nam was like, "Well, it's all right." Is like, "No, what do you mean?" Like. I'm the prime minister of Sato and I have honor and we like have to stop war now. I was like, no, you don't. You have all the army. You have all the resources. This is the one country of like no war and like three dudes. We got this. <laughs> yeah. And then um, didn't uh, Bloodstock do like a little face swap thing at the end? Yeah. And like now Nanba is the PM. Yeah. That's going to be weird. I do like how they would say, hey, like, we could justify it after. We're a government. L- let's win the war. Then we can, like, say whatever we want about what happens. Yeah, and I think they also realized that Nambo wasn't that compelling of a character himself, but making him, like, actually run a country now will be more... Mm. will be more threatening. So, I guess that's probably what they thought when they're writing this out. So, maybe this is just me, but Namba gets face masked... gets swapped to the Prime Minister's face. And then immediately, a dude opens the door that looks just like the Prime Minister. And I was kind of like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that threw me off. I had to like read the like fandom description of the episode to figure out what happened. I'm like, oh, okay. They were wearing the same uniform, had the same haircut, and, like had like a pretty similar like face. So it was like very weird. <laughs> just like swap somebody's face and have like a very close looking dude show up. Yeah. I definitely had to do extra research on that one. Okay, like I'm glad you saw that one because I was confused. But uh, the big, uh, the big stinger though is that there's a new kind of guardian, a military type or whatever, and war is coming again, again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know why they keep thinking that like this, like single combat's actually going to work when the other army's just like way bigger than theirs. I don't know. That just seems like a yeah, then they do all this army stuff, and then they always be like, okay, never mind, let's do single combat. <laughs> like, I would rather them do, like, some, you know the game Destiny Warriors, or Dynasty Warriors? Yeah, yeah. Like, just have, you know, let's say Greece, let's say, uh, you know, build, and then, uh, let's say on the other side, you have uh, Bloodstock and Rogue, just run units of different, you know, uh, robot guys, and just fight like that. Yeah, that would be cool. Like a fun, like, tactics layer, just like a big, like, conflict. Yeah, running units, you know? I, f- I feel like it kind of slows down when it does single combat like that, but I get the budget. It probably doesn't cater to that, but that'd be fun for, like, an episode or two. Yeah, like, I wonder if, like, they'll just have, like, five episodes where it's like, oh, and the country is unified under Stalker, like, under Lake Nanba, and we're, like, on the run and everything. It was like, it's at this point, like, something happening and, like, actually changing would be a good way to have the stakes matter, I guess. But I don't know. That's build, though. Not uh, the level of Jetman, though, (laughs) where anything could happen. Though right now, if they did a build episode and just copied the plot from either one of these episodes of Jetman, it would be the best episode ever. Easily. Just be wait, like this, like hair dryer smash showed up, but no smash could talk. He's just like this dude at a barber place that just we know a barber, like it even works. Yeah, but. They, they they definitely need to like let their hair down for a few episodes because I feel like the tension was so high 
for so long, they really haven't had like a chance to breathe and take in what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel like everything's happening at once. The same thing um, happened with Saber where there weren't like a lot of like normal episodes that were just fun. So like everything was just like, oh, there's a big fight and the world's going to end. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's been like nonstop for like at least a month now. So uh, we'll see. Maybe it slows down because I guess that was the end of an arc, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not really sure what's next, but Namba's running Saito now. And uh, we'll see. Okay. Uh, I'm excited for Jetman because when that starts to amp up, it's going to be insane, I think. I feel like it's already amped up. I like, <laughs> if they hit another level, <laughs> like, we've already agreed, like, why, why, uh, why people think this is so hype. Be like, okay, we understand now. But if it keeps leveling up consistently throughout the end, I don't know what's going to happen that, that final episode. <laughs> this show at least like when it gets like super high stakes like the like when the emperor showed up like when they had like Sabi Maro feels different but like it's like pretty fresh so like worst case of like the last like 10 episodes are like that that would be fine by me but no um we've come to the end though we should talk about our big lists and uh the first of our lists is uh the question of uh are your top three characters this time Oh, top three. So tough. Um, uh, number three is always the hardest one for me. Mm. Uh, he doesn't really get a chance to be on these lists a lot. So I guess this is an opportunity to add him on here. I'll say Ryu. Okay. I, feel like, I feel like that Um, episode 27, you know, the trip to hell. Bringing a team back, that was a that was a great up great showing for him. Uh, number two spot. Uh, I would say I would have to give the number two spot to Rad. Great episode, but out of this little pocket of episodes, the thing I'm going to remember most is Dryer Dimension. So he's number one. Ooh, I forgot about Dryer Dimension. Like that's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> number three, I'm going to give that to Hiromu. He really ideologically made himself made sense. I hope they keep him relevant now that like he lost his first fight. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Rad just because he just keeps he keeps it up. He's I expect him to be doing like yoga. <laughs> you know, next time. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, this is like for the Jetman. I have to beat them. It's like downward facing dog. Yeah, like Jetman, you cur. He'll do anything for a win. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, uh, and then because they dry dimension, because I was so shocked after the teddy bear dimension, trash dimension, that he got to live. Mm-hmm. Just we may very see him again. Character. Hopefully, yeah, he might be the new member member the Jetman in the future. He just shows up. It was like, hey, everybody, like. It's like time for haircuts. Oh my god! Can you imagine an episode when like guys getting a haircut by Dry Dimension? <laughs> that would be crazy. The next time one of them is engaged or whatever, like he shows up to help with the wedding. Oh man, <laughs> that sounds great. Actually, I could definitely see that happening too, which is which is funny. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite effect that you saw? Like a like a. 
favorite effects. Mm. <laughs> um, damn, I, I forgot to do this. Can I do something like low budget scale that I kind of thought was funny but pretty cool? Uh, oh yeah, episode twenty seven, the church, the truck slash Hearst. <laughs> mm. That was cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Just snatching people, taking their souls, and dumping them. That was pretty cool. Looked like a normal truck, so it had like a very like Stephen King like maximum overdrive feel to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Uh, for me, um, I liked the like ash shadows. Oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was like a really like graphic way to show like how badly burnt they were like this like Pompeii stuff but <clears throat> and last but not least best outfit we saw this time uh best outfit um throughout still all pretty mid but most memorable has to go sit up to the monk mm. with the freaking thing on his head I don't even know what that was <laughs> looked like yeah, a, I don't know. looked like a like a black crystal or something yeah like traditional monk looks like a bowl or something I'm not sure but yeah no um build really needs to like have a good fashion episode i think maybe that's next the fashion episode yeah like have has anyone ever won best fit from that show oh we might have to go back and check i don't think so they barely get best effect (laughs) oh no i think um banjo might have won it back when he was pretending to be people yeah, he had like a, a clean jacket. I do remember. It's like a gold jacket with a dragon on it. That's true. No, I'll pick that monk too then because he's like pretty... Su- no, actually, it's the one dude who shows up in the same outfit with the same haircut as Nanba, who just became the PM. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's incredible. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that scene. It's just... <laughs> um... The wrestler Sting has this bit that he's done like two or three times his career where like in the crowd like a heel will like push a fan that's in like a Sting mask and he'll take off the Sting mask and reveal he's Sting underneath and attack them. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that felt like. (laughs) It's like really, it really is so, but he's acting like that's funny. Uh, But no, uh, (laughs) where will find you when you're uh, not talking about Tatsu, man? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, Copacetic Senpai. Awesome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter.com at James Forge. You can find the podcast at CommonRightFeed on Twitter and Instagram. There's CommonRightFeed.com for episodes and articles. And then slash merch for our merch where all the proceeds go to uh, funds like the Trevor Project that uh, are small, medium size, and worthwhile. And then there's CommonRightFeed.com slash episodes for links out to to do different platforms. Uh, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, and yeah, one unified lesson that we learned today. Oh, damn. Hmm. You had a good one earlier, actually. Uh, what did I say? Don't perv on 15 year olds. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. <laughs>